You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur French Thompson, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you all for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Love for you to become a part of this listening audience. Uh, Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends as well. And to those returning listeners, the connoisseurs, welcome back. So happy to have you all. So we are in the middle of our Vice City uh, series where we're talking about vices and taking a different, uh, I would say, perspective on them, looking at the positive side and the appreciation of these things that people have uh, uh, oftentimes kind of looked down on or just don't have an understanding of. So we're diving into it. And uh, today is going to be another great conversation uh, with a guest that we've had before, but we're going to see a different side of him as we have these conversations. So <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Brandon Williams. Yo, 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 good to be back. Uh, I want to jump off and start by saying congratulations on 50. Thank you, man. Thank you. 50 episodes <laughs> in, 10,000 downloads, man. It's it's pretty amazing when I actually looked at the metrics and I'm like, man, this is um, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. So, you know, hope we, we, we're going for another 50, another 10,000, you know? My boy doing numbers. I'm going to tell <laughs> Steve Harvey, watch out, man. You're coming. <laughs> You, you ain't got the baggy suits, but you, you, you got him a run for his money. <laughs> hey man, he ain't he can be he can be, he, he baggy because because he got a lot of money in them pockets. That's what. Yeah, hey, you know, like I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so 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 um, we 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 are in this series, and uh, Brandon, just just give us a uh, for those who have not gone back, and if you're asking, all right. You know, where have we heard Brandon before in our Extraordinary Gentleman series? Uh, shoot, this is probably about two or three months back. We had him talking about his experience. We call it from the corner to the corner office. Uh, great, great uh, uh, story that he shared with us about his life and uh, and all those things. So please, I would encourage each of you, each of you all to go back and take a listen to that episode. If you have not already, it's a uh, it's, it's a real good one. He, he dropped some dimes on that one. So. Uh, Brandon, just give us just a, for those that may not have listened to the episode, just give us a high level who you are, where you're from, uh, where you're living now. Uh, Brandon Williams, uh, originally born and raised from New Orleans, Louisiana, uptown, Magnolia Housing Development. <laughs> um, got relocated to Fort Worth, Texas, uh, from Hurricane Katrina in 05. Uh, been in Fort Worth, well, a couple of places in Fort Worth since then yeah. um yeah fort worth is home right now i put a real hard stretch and emphasis on fort worth i'm not saying dallas fort worth because <laughs> i live nowhere close to dallas so hey. fort worth texas is where i reside right now <laughs> hey man fort worth is making a name for themselves man they're saying look this is they even call it an fwd instead of dfw so hey. they, they, they put we'll network take it. yeah yeah we'll take it, man. the good old west <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So, you know, like I said, we're in this series, Vice City, and, and you know, I want to start off, and I'm asking all the guests this, but when you hear the word vice, what, what, what comes to your mind? Uh, well, growing up like I did yeah. with uh, a very religious grandmother, I, I automatically think bad. Mm. Like, vices are bad. It's a habit you can't shake. Don't yeah. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I think about what I hear vice, you know, but what I've been learning through this uh, series is that it's not a bad thing at all. Yeah. And as I've grown and matriculated and understand that I have certain type of vices and they can be pleasurable, but just like everything else handled in moderation and responsibly have fun with it. Exactly right. Exactly right. So speaking of what, what, what are some of your vices that you have beyond obviously what we're going to talk about today, but what are some of your vices that you, you enjoy? Man, I, it's going to sound crazy, but not too crazy because we just had this uh, episode, <laughs> but I, tattoos, man. Nice. I, uh, I hopped off in the corporate world and, you know, we got, got a, a email and it was like, hey, look, we're accepting everybody now. <laughs> you know, you don't have to hide your tattoos. So I'm like, OK, I've had some things I had to catch up with. So. I'm a man. If I would say I'm more than 50 percent of my body tattooed. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I got some stuff you hadn't seen, man. That's what's up, That's <laughs> so, what's up man. Yeah, and I think my second thing would be uh, I'm getting ready to do uh, classic cars. I just purchased. OK. This morning. This morning, actually, uh, 83 Chevy Silverado long bit. OK. And it's uh, already done up. I uh, just got some interior work to do, but paint job's good. Engine's good. Uh, wheels, new wheels on it. I'll shoot you a picture of it too, man. So you, you can check you, it out. But you over here about to have some some overalls. You you real West. They say Fort Worth is where the West begins. You about to be at this boy? Maybe a little farmer hat and some uh, <laughs> a stick of wheat we'll, we'll, out there. We'll, yeah, well, see, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later. I don't think I'm going to change my style. I'm just trying to get into these classic cars a little bit. So, yeah, that would be my, my two vices. And then working out, I would say, uh, just just keeping the, the temple right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Oh, man. Classic cars. I'm going to have to get you and a mutual friend on Mr. Kerry Walls to talk about a little bit of that. Oh, so. man. I will hang up the phone. I know that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's dig into it. So obviously this this episode is specifically about your your vice, uh, your appreciation of uh, of shoes. And so kind of how did you get into shoes? I mean, everybody. I mean, I'll say this. Everybody wears shoes. Right. Um, yeah. And and so it's not as if it's like something that is uh, outside of there. But but there's a difference in just, hey, shoes to for wearing and, and becoming a collector and, you know, an appreciation for it. So you know, how, how did you get into into being what I call the footlocker? <laughs> uh, how did I dive into the sneaker community? There uh, for the sneaker community. <laughs> First off, I can say I got into shoes by not being able to get them. That's real. That's Uh, good. Yeah, just uh, if you go back and listen, you know, my grandmother, she was raising three boys. So it was like you wasn't getting (laughs) that was it. You didn't get uh, everything that came out. You had a a allotted budget. And I mean, that could be anywhere from 60 to 80 dollars. And when you talk about the sneaker game and getting into stuff back there in the 90s it was like it was slim pickings but yeah. you had some stuff that you can get 
But uh, yeah, that's how I dove off in it. I remember uh, not being able to get uh, a certain pair of shoes specifically. Uh, the Edge on 13, he got games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really wanted them shoes real bad. And I mean, it was kind of weird. Like I had the money to do it, but uh, I was just trying to play it cool with my grandmother because <laughs> she had a budget at that time. was like, I'm spending $100 on shoes. That's all you can get. And so um, I go up to the guy. I'm like, hey, I want these right here. And he's like, what, you, what size you need? And I think I was like in a 10 or 10 and a half at that point. And he's like, all right, cool. Rings me up, does everything. And I go slide over to grandma like, hey, all right, they got me rung up. Give me the money. And she was like, I'm thinking she's about to pull out her $100. She grabs her glasses and she's like, how much do these shoes cost? And I just knew right there. It was like, it was over. <laughs> and then I get the whole, you're not getting no $150 tennis shoes. What's wrong with you? Somebody's going to knock you in your head. And I'm like, man. So <laughs> that was one of my early memories of diving into the shoe game because I was like, I'm going back and get them shoes. Mm. I'm like, I, I will have those shoes one day. But what what, yeah, what was it about them? What was it about up. those? Oh, man. See, like back then in the 90s, it was like, it was the new Jordan. Yeah. And school was getting ready to start there. You know, Nike did great at product placement. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were in the movie. The movie comes out. Everybody sees it. So it's like it has some extra hype. And it's like, oh, man, we're going crazy. We're going to get the new Jordans. Yeah, we weren't into all numbers and nicknames and stuff like we are right now. That's just what they were called, the new Jordans. <laughs> so that's what that was at that point. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So, um. I will say this because you kind of brought up the terminology of the sneaker community. Um, yeah. I, I guess when do you feel that there was this transition in your life from, you know, just, hey, wanting to have the new Jordans to essentially building a collection and becoming a part of this community? Like, how did that where do you think that uh, that transition happened for you? Man, you know what? I, I, I would say it came from a, a few different avenues so my favorite football player is Deion Sanders mm. and Deion's got this quote like you know what I'm saying you look good you feel good you feel good you play good you play good they pay good that's girl and so uh, I played sports too so it became uh, kind of like a whispering around it was like oh yeah you know we can go out there and just play ball but if you start looking good then it's like oh yeah man he had such and such on <laughs> and he did that you know kind of like the is it the shoes like you know type thing <laughs> So now it went from, and then, you know, with with sports, you can't wear, when you play organized sports or play it for a school, you can't necessarily wear your basketball shoes on cement and yeah. get rocks in between them. And then, because, you know, you'll scratch up the floor. So you had to have shoes designated straight for basketball. And then I'm like, man, I can't just wear these and wear that. So I need another pair. You mm-hmm. know, I need two pair to play. And I went, went through that like little, uh, spot on it. And then I went through like, you know, oh man, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to wear a pair of baseball shoes on the basketball court. You know, just like little stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to get these airbrushed or spray painted and I'm going to wear these, but I can't wear these twice. I got to <laughs> switch it up. So that's where it came and it, it turned into a, a quantity type thing where I was able to just have multiple pairs to switch out. That's how I would say I started off and um, getting into the getting a sneaker collection at that point so so let's let's put a little more color around this your collection off the top of your head i mean what numbers are we talking Ooh, uh now currently yeah or ooh. Well, it, it could be at your hype 
uh, or at the height of your collection and even where you are now? Okay, so let's 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 dial back. So the height of my collection, I want to say, and it's kind of a, a a balloon number because I'm gonna tell you what we used to do. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of the unofficial. Well, I thought I was the unofficial fifth member of the Dipset. <laughs> so <laughs> I used to I used to look at the Dipset like in in the early 2000s, and I used to like emulate a lot of what they was doing. And back then, you remember, it was uh, the throwback jerseys. Mm -hmm. So we had a little deal where we would buy, and I'm going to take you through a lot of terminology right now. We would buy all white in New Orleans, what we call G-Nikes. Everybody in New York, they call them uptowns and other places call them uh, something, some bricks, you know, stuff like that. But what I'm speaking of is all white pair of Air Force One. Yeah. So. Back in my height, it was like I would go like buy every pair that they had my size. Like I've literally had them roll sneakers out on dollies before so I can load up. Come on now. Yeah. But but what I would do was I had a a friend of mine, Cole Young, shout out to Cole Young Artwork in New Orleans, and he was the airbrush man. Mm. So I would cop like three or four throwback jerseys and bring them to him. And what Cole would do was. On one shoe, he would spray paint the team logo on it. And then the other side, whatever jersey it was, he would put the number and who it was. Nice. So, you know, you have like a a Joe Montana or something like that. Or you have the um, stalwart for the Chargers. Or you have a Ozzie Smith baseball jersey or a Barry Larkin or something. He'll put the Cincinnati on one shoe and then do it like that. Or he'll like for the Dan Marino. I remember one time he spray painted the whole shoe the, the Miami Dolphins color nice. instead of having instead of having a dolphin, he spray painted a machine gun with a helmet on top of it. <laughs> so like it, it was it was cool, but it was art at the same time. Yeah, now looking good. back yeah, at that's it, that's good. You know, so I would say, man, I think I was, I was close to a thousand or so wow. at that. Yeah, because I want to say like I would just I would start collecting, man. Uh, if somebody had a pair of shoes laying around, I'd be like, hey, man, what you doing with those? Or, you know, I'll buy them from you. Like, oh, oh, man, you can have those. All right, bet. I'm bringing them home and I'm I'm cleaning them up and I'm putting new laces in them. And I'm wearing nice. them to school. Nice. And now I'm at the point where people's like, oh, man, you got those? You got those too? Oh, you got those? I tried going my senior year of high school wearing a different pair of shoes every week. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I succeeded in that point, but yeah, at the height, at the height, I would say, yeah, I was, uh, I think I want to say I was close to or over a thousand. Goodness gracious! So, so where, so where are you now? Because I'm, I'm sure your wife is like, we're not going to have a room just specifically for your shoes. So, man, my wife is listening to this right now, and I'm gonna just confidently say, I know I'm over a hundred. Okay, right now, only because uh, a few endeavors and stuff like that. Um, I got shoes all over. Well, not all over, but I got shoes in the house. I got shoes at uh, one of the spots where I kind of uh, sell shoes out of, and I got stuff on the way. Uh, online, there's a, a cool little, I don't, I don't want to shout them out unless they're going to pay us, but <laughs> there's a cool little app that you can do, <laughs> and you can send them your shoes, and they store them from you. So I can I can say, yeah, like, oh, 100, over 150, something okay. like that. Okay. So, so I mean, uh, clearly, like you've articulated the, the passion and the uniqueness of them. So, so how does one 
maintain a pristine shoe collection, right? Because it's because the way that it's, it's from what I've seen, uh, it, it, it's turned more from, you know, having shoes that you're wearing, but it's more of collector's items, right? These are pieces of artwork. These are uh, things that people are, you know, saving because they are actually in many ways increasing in value. Um, so how do you keep your shoes in a in pristine uh, condition? Well, I mean, the the old added advantage is don't wear them. But <laughs> I'm not. I, I am 100 percent not a fan of that because that's you have to shoes are meant to be worn. Let's just get that out the way. Yeah, that's you, good. You, buy shoes and, uh, you know, a nod to people who you know aren't fortunate enough to be and stuff like that. So uh, I also give away a lot of shoes too. You know, but at the same time, it, it's all about you and it's all about the person. So you can have um, just to keep your sneakers pristine, use the certain like sneaker hacks and cleaning your shoes mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. Because now that we see right now, even used shoes, there's a market for. It. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're just talking about keeping your collection pristine, it's just like everything else. If you get you a 82 Jaguar you know, in mint condition, you need to wax it, keep it in the garage, do things like that. So, uh, but with shoes, you also got to be careful because if you don't wear them, I've seen a whole lot of videos where over time they just crumble Mm. and you may be, you may think that you're sitting on a $10,000 pair of shoes, i.e. a 1985 Jordan one Chicago home color. Those go for crazy amounts of money. But if you go and after 30 plus years, you go to pull them out the box and they just crumble <laughs> and turn into thin air, then you out of your money, man. And you're going to be sitting there crying. Yeah, that's real. That's real. So it's basically just taking care of it, man. So so as we talk about this, obviously those listening can, can you know, you focus a lot on uh, athletic shoes and basketball shoes, et cetera. But um, you know, most collectors, you know, kind of focus on a particular style or, or they may have a call it a genre that they focus on. Do you have one for you that you focus only on basketball shoes or, you know, football or, you know, how do you determine what is a collection worthy um, addition? Oh, OK. So yeah, you made me sit up a little bit because now <laughs> this is a good question. I'm, all right. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the the generic answer first okay. so right now the way that the sneaker market is looking everybody wants older model older dated air jordan basketball shoe okay period that's what people want me myself personally because like i i'm i'm a fan of this i grew up in it i was in it my my advice <laughs> is 90s sneakers mm. If it came, if it came out in the nineties, it, it, it's got me all wrapped up in it because I'm going to just say it like this, man. I, I feel in the nineties, that was the best era for sneakers Okay. because now you look at it and it's uh no knock on nobody's now, but now Nike and your big brands, Nike and Adidas and new, even new balance, all they focus on is AAU and grassroots tournament mm. basketball shoes. That's why shoes don't come out anymore when the beginning of the NBA starts. Shoes come out on media day when they know school's about to be out and everybody's going to be playing summer league basketball. Mm. So it, 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 it all kind of changed for uh, it called changed facets. So with me, 
I'm like, man, the 90s was the, the prime era because you had Jordan, but then you also had Dion. You had Barry Sanders had a shoe. You had Ken Griffey had a shoe. Iverson came hard with a shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Um, I think he, like Andre Agassi had a shoe in the 90s. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't, you weren't caught in this one box where you just had to wear this, you know? And then, uh, you know, I'm from New Orleans. It don't get that cold, but <laughs> we we like to look to New York as the hip-hop mecca. So we was wearing Timberlands. Tim's, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to the cat I went to school with. Will he used to he used to collect Timberlands. He would wear a dog tag chain, and you know how Timberland give you the little <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. dog tag on the side with the little tree. He had like a whole like a couple dozen on his chain. He would wear it like that, and like that's what I would say. Like man, the '90s was special because we had all these things that we could choose from, and then it was also like uh, not like super high fashion, but you know you had like your Murray Gators, and then you had the. Uh, the Kohans with the L bubble. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, that was that was Nike. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you would know something like yep. that. You're the kind of store. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but then you had like the Prada High Top America Cup. So it, it it just wasn't like you were stuck in this one box. The 90 had like a broad spectrum, and it's like no matter who you owe, you had a, a sneaker or a kick that was that represented you and you were comfortable in. That's good. That's good, man. I I like that. I like that. So so speaking of, right, you talk about the 90s is a broad decade. Uh, if you were to pick a favorite or a least favorite out of that, um, you know, somebody would say, hey, pick pick one shoe. You get to pick one shoe that you can you can get out of all of them. What would that be? Ooh. Dang. I wasn't prepared for that. one. That's <laughs> like that's like picking kids. Uh <laughs> Man, I'm I'm gonna keep it all the way funky and 100. Man. All right, come on. I would I would pick with one of the shoes that really like started it off for me, and people probably gonna be surprised when I say this, but just hear me out. Uh, I would have to bring it back to '92 and do the mid top, not the low top, the mid top, Harachi trainer. The Harachis. The, <laughs> the, the black. The black with the white and the gray with the black strap and mm. like the inside sock liner, yeah. man, that was that was that was like started off for me because I seen I seen a cat with those on. I'm like, man, what is that? Like that's a trainer shoe. You don't work out in. I'm like, I don't care. Like Nike did their thing, man. That's when that's when Nike got in their bag on that one, man, because it it had everything right. It had the the inside sock liner, so if you didn't want to wear socks with it, you didn't have to. Uh, which is gross. That's why they make socks. But <laughs> you didn't speak sweat stuff, man. It's just mess some socks, man. But uh, that that shoe right there, man, had everything. Then it had the strap, and it just was a cool, sleek looking shoe. So I would have to say the 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 Air Trainer uh, Hirachi mid. Those like, Hirachis, man. Like, they. I- you probably have a whole bunch of people that was listening to it right now that kind of nodded right with yeah. you, Harachis. You say, yeah, "Damn, that, yeah, that was a an amazing shoe." And uh, even we had bought we had bought my son some last school year, and uh, I was trying to convince my wife to let me get a pair. She's like, "No." I'm like, "Come on, man! They just look so cool." <laughs> Thanks to Harachis, man. 
And, and then, like, oversaturation, like, you know, and, I mean, they took my favorite shoe and chopped his head off. And, like, every all everybody knows is, like, the low tops. I'm like, nah, man, y'all don't even know, like, the mids. Like, you need the mids. <laughs> so, that, that, if I would have to pick a favorite shoe, I would say it would be that, the, the, the Hirachi trainer with the OG colorway, like, the first one that they made. That's good. That's good. So, so I want to pivot here because you have made mention of some things um, uh, earlier on, but. Uh, you know, like like you said, you you just don't hoard these, right? So you do have you know an effort where you do you know give some away, but also you kind of have a business enterprise uh, in in and around it. So tell us a little bit more about I would call it the business side of of your uh, of being a shoe aficionado. Oh man, so um, to go back to when you asked me about numbers, right? Yeah. So the, the reason why that number was cut in half. Oh, I would say a, a, a half a half of that collection that I, I, I started out in a mass, half of it got sold and I put a down payment on my house. That's what's up. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I was like, I was living in a town. How you remember the townhouse before work, man? I had, BB essentially didn't have a closet. Like, I would <laughs> put all the stuff in, like, I had shoes in my son's closet. We had what was supposed to be like a, a, a storm shelter under the 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 stairs the little bitty door right there I had shoes piled up in there uh shoes all in my closet i would put stuff in my wife's closet i had no room for it but i was just like set back and was like hold on man this don't make no sense i'm steady amassing a shoe collection but i don't have a place to lay my head come on man so come on but that, that's mine that's mine that i can say i'm on so i'm like i'm fighting for home ownership and trying to save my money but you know i'm kind of stuck in my vice right i'm still Ooh. buying shoes Ooh. So, um, yeah, man, I, uh, I, so I, I, I strategically picked <laughs> certain shoes to sell. And man, I want my wife could ask, she could tell you, man, uh, I, I set it up, uh, and I, I knew I was going to make me some money, man. But, um, I, I kind of, that whole Saturday, I kind of worked on my connections, uh, used certain things and, uh. Made me a good little chunk of change. And I, I told her, I said, I'm going to take you out to dinner tonight. She was like, all right, cool. So I walked in the bathroom. She was getting ready. I sat on the edge of the bathtub and I slapped like $10,000 on the floor. Mm. I was like, go get your house. And that's what's up. Uh, the backside of it, we were working with a loan officer. And I'm like, yeah, man, I got my, I got my money. Uh, <laughs> my house. He's like, all right, cool. What's up, man? How much you got? I said, yeah, I got like $12,000. He was like, whoa, don't put it in the bedroom. <laughs> So, which is uh, uh, just uh, uh, an awesome, just little small nugget there about like just this maturation and maturity of you know going through uh, like adulthood. Like, hey, great, yeah. you know, because the bank's going to ask, wait a minute, where does where does twelve grand come from? <laughs> yeah. And please don't let them see me. They're gonna be like, no, you you tell Nino Brown to walk out of here. Like, no, we're not selling him no house. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That's awesome, man. That's an awesome, awesome story there. So, so you get the house, um, and you're like, all right, great. And so now, now you're kind of in a different side of the of it, right? Not just the, on the procurement side, but you know, you're uh, setting up some businesses and doing things like that. So, share with us a little bit about that too. Yeah. So, um, right now, I partner with one of my good friends who I met through through the the sneaker process. So, uh, shouts out to he, uh, and I've. Uh, joined forces with him uh and i'm actually 
We he has a sneaker boutique called Connections. Nice. Uh, it's in Arlington. Uh, I got. I'll give you the address uh, later on at the end when we do the closeout. <laughs> but um, yeah, that right there, and uh, we're able to service and resell shoes, and we buy, sell, trade uh, all types of uh, shoes. But we mainly go with like you know retros and things like that nice. stuff that uh, appeals to the market yeah. and different type of apparel and things like that. Uh, Man, that's that's kind of taken over too. Like the merch game, the merchandise game is crazy. Like uh there's a a, a designer called V Lone, man, and this dude's selling t-shirts for like six hundred bucks mm. t-shirt. Uh, you know, Virgil with off-white and things like that, man. And uh they it's like crazy numbers on that type of stuff. So uh yeah, man, I just was like, you know what? Me and this guy, we always talk, we always look out to each other. He sat down one day and was like, called me, he was like, Man, what you think about joining up? I'm like like yeah he was like i need you man he was like your shoe knowledge is you know extensive you know what you're talking about you're able to spot fakes because they they'll try to hit you over the head with mm -hmm. some fakes man mm -hmm. you know that's something that you gotta you gotta be careful with man so uh yeah that's what I, I hopped in him uh we started doing that he's on uh we're on instagram uh dfw shoe plug check nice. us out uh connections boutique um man i wish i i know i know the address it is 6201 Matlock Road, Arlington, Texas, 76002, Suite 131. Bet. Open open every day except Monday. Anything? Is that online, too? Or is it? You uh, yeah. Uh, online Connections Boutique or uh, the Instagram, the DFW Shoe Plug that has a link, too. Nice. And, you know, just hop, hop in the DMs, man. You got to work fast if you want to get you some kicks. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's it's a it's a monster all in its own. That's awesome. So so as we um, round this out, um, you know, you you've you've talked about so many facets of it, right? The uh, you know, big corporations and putting it out for student athletes, you know, AAU, all these things, your process, the inherent intrinsic value of these shoes, right? That you know, some people are sitting on down payments for houses and stuff like that, literally in their in their closets, et cetera. What, what do you think there are some misconceptions about shoe collectors or shoe aficionados, right? Because I'm sure there's some people on here that's like, it don't take all that, shoes ain't all that, da 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 da, da. What, do you, what do you think some of those misconceptions are? And, you know, how do you kind of explain your passion uh, about uh, about your shoes to, to those that might be, <laughs> might be looking? The biggest misconception is that we're all potheads that live in our cars <laughs> with new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the biggest misconception you know like when people meet you and it's like oh wow so i mean i would say the combat that is where it's just like everybody else we're people right yeah uh just just like people who own jeeps right and they hang out or a corvette club or yeah. a book club that's good or uh, you know it's a it's it's a, a secret society man all we ask is trust <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, I, I've met some amazing people in the sneaker realm. The sneaker community comes together. Uh, give you an example. One guy, Richard, uh, uh, and he his story is on uh, social media, Richard Renard. Okay. Um, he's a guy local here in DFW. Richard got into a house. His house caught on fire. Mm. And he Richard lost everything. And, man, people hopped in. They, they created a GoFundMe. He didn't ask for it. He up. got on and he was like, no, guys, I don't need this. Like, I don't I don't need these shoes. Uh, you know, I don't I don't I don't need no. I don't need you guys money. I got insurance. But people were like, no, bro, 
we want you to rebuild your collection. Mm. And like, mm. guys, people are like, what size do you wear? People are donating certain shoes. Like, I know you had these. I couldn't imagine losing these. Oh, wow. I'm going to give them to you. Wow. So like amazing stuff like that. And then um, here at Connections uh, for Back to School, we just did Back to School. We did Back to School Drive. But we gave all the kids T-shirts. And um, like we were giving, doing like raffles and free shoes. That's what's uh, up. They got with the barbershop. We teamed up and we paid for free haircuts, uh, stuff like that, man. So, I mean, the sneaker community is just not uh, a whole bunch of greed. Well, it's just like everything else, right? Is You do have your people who are out for blood and that right. are extra greedy and right. only out for self. Uh, but I, like I said, being in this run and having this good run with sneakers, man, I, I've met some amazing people in the sneaker community to take care of people outside of the community and just looking out for people, right? That's Everybody awesome. feels different. Well, every kid feels different when you put a new pair of shoes on their feet, right? Come on. So you you ever been you you got kids, yeah, you know, man. you put your kid, you're in the shoe store, you put your kids' shoes on, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna pay for this. Oh, you want me to bag them up? No, we're gonna wear them out. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, you can throw away the box. What's the first thing a kid's gonna do? They're gonna just take off running because yeah. they automatically think they could run fast, jump <laughs> higher, break through walls, and that's what shoes do to people. That's what sneakers do to certain people. That's good. Let's, let's, come on, man. You over here wrapping up a boat better than I can. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. Hey, man, I appreciate the time, man. And you, you, you kind of you yeah, yeah. gave the, the details on it, but give it again how people can, one, get in touch with you, but also uh, with, uh, with Shoe Connection and everything like that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm back on uh, Instagram. Uh, my personal is uh, big underscore Griselda504. Uh, the shop is Connections Boutique. Check us out online. Um, the Instagram is DFW Shoe Plug, mm. and we're located 6201 Matlock Road, Arlington, Texas, 76002, Suite 131. And hours are Tuesday through Thursday, 12 to 7, Monday through Saturday, 1 through 8, and Sunday, 1 to 6. Awesome. Awesome, man. I appreciate it, man. I hope that each and every one of you all learned something. I did because um, I'm not a I'll say this. I'm not a, an athletic shoe connoisseur, but I do love some great boots uh, and some good cap toes and dress shoes. My wife does not let me indulge in that vice too much. But, um, you know, I, I can't say I got a few Gucci boots in the closet that uh, that only come out that only come out on special occasions. You know what I mean? But uh, I heard that. <laughs> Uh, but no, man, I, I hope that you all enjoyed it and learned something new about the uh, about the the shoe community. I know I did. And um, that, that it breaks down our, our common misconceptions about uh, about shoe and sneaker heads and all those types of things. And so thank you all for tuning into this episode of All Things Fine and Gentry as we're in our sub series Vice City. We hope that you all have enjoyed and uh, make sure, again, that you like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Um, please, if you um, I'll put the in, in the show notes and everything, the, the different links. But if you all tag us, we'll make sure we tag you all back and uh, love to love to inc increase the knowledge of this community and the vices that we all have and the positive sides of it. So, again, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you all after a while.